0: It's been a long time. It has. It really has. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Love of Life podcast. How long has it been?
1: Like months.
0: It's been like all summer. Yeah. This is the Love of Life podcast. Conversations with Jesse and Courtney. The last interview we did was with Joseph. Where? Granda. Oh. Granda. Yeah, you're right. I got his last name right, didn't I? Granda? Granda. Yeah.
1: Yes, he's grand. Yeah, he's granda.
0: granda, granda. That was fun. It was good talking to him. And then Farley, I think, was before Chris that. Chris Farley. Chris Farley. No. <laughs> no, it name? was not Chris Farley. Jason Farley. So I did.
1: It was didn't like, write his, first like his. It's like his cousin.
0: It's like his cousin.
1: Oh, okay. Chris Farley is the. actor. Chris Farley's the actor.
0: <laughs> SNL.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, she wanted to do a podcast tonight, and she's so awake.
1: Yeah, and you're ready to talk. I am. Yeah. Wait, what have we been doing all summer that we haven't done this?
0: Oh, well, we started uh, a production company called Family Audio Productions, and we have a production out right now called Summer of Gold. So if you're interested, you can listen for free. We'll just include the link down below to our website. Um, we hired a bunch of professional actors. We're in the program uh and yeah it's a really fun story the whole thing's about an hour and 20 minutes broken up into three parts it's sort of a mystery ghost story adventure story and uh had a lot of fun writing it had a lot of fun yeah. putting it together
1: and our sons are in it
0: and our sons are in it yeah. yeah it was a long tedious process hence why we have not had time for podcasting true they took a long it took a it long did. time it every more, and it was daily it was more involved it was daily
1: than what it seemed like it would be <laughs> on yeah. the outset, but we love audio drama. And, um, yeah, it's a great story. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. I didn't necessarily want to lead right off with like, uh, uh basically like
1: self promotion, self
0: promotion here, sure. but at the same time, it's like, well, it's, what have we been doing right. <laughs> and where have we been? That's what we've been doing. It's not as if what we've been just doing. been doing nothing or watching TV every night. Right. Some nights. <laughs> but no, the production really did take a ton of time and putting it together and marketing and promotions and things of that nature. And we're still in the midst of doing that right now, kind of figuring out what are next steps now that the program's been released, stuff like that. So we'll keep you in the know regarding if it takes off and goes anywhere or what happens to it. But
1: Sure. But right now, there yeah. are three parts and you can listen.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. But we've been what we've so we've we've discussed talking about various topics in the last few months. Yes, we had a family member die a few months ago. Uh, grandma died a few months ago. So we did want to talk about death, and there were some other topics that. Do you remember any of the other things that we had? Kind of just. Well, I
1: think. Oh, I this think is we'll this is done. a good
0: podcast. This is a good idea. Let's do this, and then it's like, oh well, we're too busy with other things and kids and children and. Life, life, yes.
1: So hopefully we'll just get to them as we talk. But yeah, yeah, start start with Nana and start with some of the the thoughts there.
0: Yeah. Well, so you recently had a grandma pass in April, Mm -hmm. um, and eighty years old. Eighty years old. Lovely, sweet, wonderful woman who we had very close relationship with and talked to on the phone pretty often. Didn't get to see her nearly enough because she lived in Florida. But when we did see her, she was the life of a room. As soon as she walked into a room, she lit it up. I mean, you just, her presence was wonderful and invigorating. And yeah, she's...
1: She loved the Lord and she loved people so well.
0: Yeah. 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 Dearly missed. We got, to, we got to be there with her um, the day really the day before she mm-hmm. passed, but she was not doing well at all and um, yeah I mean we knew that she was going Mm -hmm. and we got to at least spend those last few hours that she had here on this earth and um, pray with her read the word to her sing sing her into paradise yeah she knew the Lord Um, yeah I can't believe it's been four months ago yeah I can't believe that
1: me neither me neither and there is such sadness because she's not here you know but i feel like we talked a lot after about how different it is though when a saint dies and what peace and comfort i mean it is such a ripping from this world and that is so foreign that's so crazy but it's not the end right it's not the end like she is with the lord and we will see her again and that is so hopeful
0: yeah yeah it really is
1: because also it's like then what would this life be for like there's this knowing that we were made for more than this that we there's an intent in our creation that's beyond just this life because a life goes so quickly right it's um, even when you get 80 years it's short yeah. and then what? yeah that person's just gone and never again but we were made to live forever right. Um, And I feel like our longing and our how broken it seems when somebody dies, how foreign, is because eternity is written into the hearts of man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was reading somewhere recently, maybe it was Oz Guinness in a book called The Dust of Death, where he's talking about uh, John chapter 11. Right. Is it John chapter 11 where Jesus and uh, he goes to see Lazarus, but Lazarus mm-hmm. is already dead. Mm-hmm. And the Greek word for Jesus being troubled, where it says in John eleven thirty five, Jesus wept. Mm-hmm. The word for wept meant like Jesus's bowels were in conflict or they're hurting. Like he was literally it was a it was there was a physical nature, not just to the to the eyes and crying Like Jesus cried, like even the son of man recognize this abnormal reality that we have here in a fallen world being death Mm -hmm. and even though he's the ultimate antidote to death with his death burial resurrection there's still like an innate sense of humanity that even jesus has bore when he was here and still has but this this nature of this really is wrong. Like, death is wrong. It mm-hmm. always feels wrong. With every mm-hmm. with every grandparent, with every friend, regardless of how old or young, Like it's always abnormal. It's always weird. It's always just like, no, that person should be here. Um, but there's also that weird twist of our lives where we really do live forever. So in a sense, all of us are immortal. We are. But... In this mortal life that we live, it does end. But we're souls, and we're souls that go on, and one day we're going to be resurrected souls with resurrected bodies. Mm -hmm. You know, our Mm -hmm. souls and bodies will reunite again in the resurrection. So, I don't know, there's just... um, It's weird. It's always just a... It's a a strange reality to realize that person's no longer going to be with us. You no longer get to hear their voice... To hear their laughter, feel their presence in a room, like that is gone, and there yeah. is a time to weep, there yeah. is a time for that, there's a time for mourning, even though as believers we know we 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 don't we still have the hope mm-hmm. we still have hope beyond the grave, mm-hmm. so we don't weep in vain, and we don't weep as if there is no hope there is, um, but I think that's one of the things that With your Nana or Nana specifically passing that we've now talked about so many times since her passing. It's just how brief this life is, that it really is a mist, it really is a vapor, it's really fast. And it's always in the moment where someone passes, someone dies that I go, wow, they had X amount of years they never probably took too much time and not to every single day. We need to look in the mirror and be like, "Is today the day or <laughs> something crazy. But there is this element of looking at your life and saying, I'm not going to be here for forever. I'm really going to die eventually.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a, we- yeah, it's, it's a very strange reality for someone that only knows life. Yeah. We only know what it's like to be alive for this short period of time yet the older we're getting the more we're seeing people pass and there's this element of this is reality this is life what kind of life am i living and what kind of life did this person who just passed like what how did this person live did this person know the lord and if they knew the lord i just how what was their daily life like um but i think that kind of spills over into the part of the conversation that we've been having lately which is what kind of life are we living and what are the ripple effects that come from our life, from our ordinary lives? Cause we've been talking about, well, how can we change the world? How do you change humanity? Like the political structure, the economic, there's so many problems in the world. There's so much nonsense. We just go, well, we know how to fix it. We know the word and we know Jesus. And man, if we could just, if we were in the right position of power (laughs) If I was the president, like we, it would be. It would. It's that's not true.
1: No, you can't change the hearts. We can't change the hearts of men. No, the Lord does that. But yeah, there's this sense of there's so much wrong. It's overwhelming. What can we do here in our little plot in the Midwest? Like, how can we make a difference? How can we really make an impact? How can anyone? But some of that's wrong thinking. As far as I mean, it's good that you want to make a difference, but. You're not going to be the president. Sorry, but... I might. (laughs) You're not. not.
0: It could happen one day.
1: (laughs) Then I'll eat my words if that happens. I
0: have decent hair. You have to have really... You have to... Well, some of... Most of them. You have to have at least, like... I could do it.
1: You could. You could. You'd be a good president. But, you know, it just... Not everyone's going to You really have to have money
0: beyond belief uh, yeah. yeah yeah it really is a game there, yeah. there i'm are not in the game of,
1: there are lots of things yeah. or places of influence that we are not ever going to be in but that does not mean that your life is only purposeful if you're in this you know great position or if you are something loud and something that people see and hear no yeah. i think that's the thing that's so striking that if you are faithful with what god's put before you if Only a small amount of people ever know your name or are ever touched by your life. Like you said, there is this ripple effect. When you are faithful to your spouse, when you love your children, when you teach them the word, that is so powerful. It's so potent. It's so, like you talk about a lot, just, I mean, yes, it's for the, when we are faithful with what we have right here, it is making an impact to the people around us, but It's also making an impact, like all the way down. Mm -hmm. There are future generations that, if we live well, if we love the Lord, if we are um, doing what we're supposed to do, moth, sweet, daily, even with the little things, that matters. And the potential effect on our children and our children's children and several generations down is there. Like, God can do more with a little bit of faithfulness over time than we can imagine.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, that that ripple effect that it can go on and on. And it's kind of the, the essence of, um, you know, I, I've thought about people that are not necessarily... He's still alive. <laughs> that moth got away. There's that uh, the essence of thinking about people that are not necessarily enormously famous, and they're not making the, the great, huge difference. Their name is not Jordan Peterson. Their name is not, and you fill in the blank with whatever celebrity thinker out there that are like, that's a person making a difference. But there's people in, in my life that have made difference, a, a, a difference in such a way in the way that I think, the way that I live, the way that I treat my wife, the way that I treat my kids, the things that have been poured into me. From anonymous people, from people who at 10 years after they're gone, the only people that are going to remember them by name will be, or 20 years, I don't know, posterity, grandchildren, stuff like that. Sure. But there is an element of, well, that person changed my life. I'm going to have an influence on my children's life, on the people that I know, on your life, and vice versa. Like, that's going to go on. And that could go on for... Generations and in four or five generations from now, the influence that was on me is going to be on somebody else who then could pass it on, so to speak. You know, it's that image I don't know if I've talked about it on here before, but it's that image I I had one night when we were all sitting at the dinner table where I saw the kids, and they're all of our kids are little and young and under 12, you know, all five of them. And it was that image of these children are you know, Lord willing, all going to be married and all have children, and this table is going to be really long in about <laughs> 10, 15 years, and eventually it's going, to be, it's going to need to be longer. It's going to continue to go on, and at some point, we're not going to continue to go on physically, but that future posterity is going to go on and on and on and on for hundreds, maybe thousands more years. I don't know how long. <laughs> But this that sense of, oh my gosh, the influence that we have right in the here and now is going to echo in this finite existence. I have um, a great uncle who has a journal that he wrote back in the 1960s, something like that. He's the only relative that I know of that kept a journal of his life, who he was. He was a very simple-minded farmer, um, lived down in southern Missouri, right yes. on a river. Yeah. Sweet, loved the Lord, loved his wife, led a very simple life, hunting. But if you read this man, he had love of family, love of God, and love of country. And it just, even with the way that he articulates in his journal, which is not even some professional literary writer or anything, sure. it's just down-earth, down-home kind of writing kind of guy. You just go, this is this is a real man who lived. I never met him. I didn't know him. He died years before I was born. But he is a relative of mine and he's influenced me in the way that I think just because of a hundred pages of his life that he wrote down that he's passed on to posterity. It's like, man, like, what are we doing too that can... What, I guess what are other things not just in the here and now but what are, are we writing journals? Are we coming up with... Um, my friend, um, I won't mention his name, but my friend's father did a daily devotional for his children and wrote out devotionals for all of his kids. And, like, he passed. The, 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 the father passed a few years ago. Um, but that had made such a tremendous impact on his children that they still get those daily devotionals that their dad wrote for them. And in a sense, it's like, it's, it's journalists. It's, you know, it's it's like a piece of him. It's like a piece of journaling. Mm-hmm. Like Those things that we're passing on to our children. We talk about all the time. What are things that we're passing on to even after we're gone, even if those things didn't win a, a Pulitzer prize or Nobel or prize, whatever prizes are sure. out there to win. Like even if it didn't become a bestseller of whatever, like what are we do? What, what are the things we're putting our, our, our time and our talents into
1: yeah I don't even think it always has to be that you're writing something or that you're doing something creative if that's not your bend I mean along those lines you know I've heard my mom say several times that she still has this strong mental image and memory of her dad singing in church so loudly and richly next to her like that is something that has shaped her that is something that she carries with her that she still thinks about um having a dad who loved god and who would sing loudly in worship like that's helped form her yeah. so i think that's where it's like even if we don't do these things that are writing something down which is a great thing to do sure recording god's faithfulness even in how we're living how we're mm-hmm. talking to our children the daily things that we're doing are we repenting when we overreact are we <laughs> Doing the things that honor the Lord when nobody sees those are things that are past, yeah, um, through and on. yeah what there was... is
0: something about singing uh, that oh, you, they, yeah. you know, I, I remember my dad holding me in a worship service when I was five years old or whatever, four or five years old, and I can distinctly remember hearing my dad who he can't sing, he, he doesn't sing on key or whatever, but that that impact, that influence. I can still hear that and it's not a bad sound it's a it's a it's delightful to my memories ears you know because it's like oh i remember my dad holding me in worship and worshiping the lord singing yeah the singing is like that that was that's a powerful memory
1: well, that's good because I have at some point and to some still sing to all of our children and I can't sing to <laughs> save my life. So
0: it's not about talent here. Yeah. It's just about like <laughs> what your children will remember you doing. Yeah. Even if you weren't good, you know? Yeah. There is something about, I, I, yeah, there's something about, especially, I think i I mean, it's great that as a female, you sing, but something about a man, a a male singing in the home. Regardless if he's talented or not. Yeah. Just that your children remember. Like, your mom remembers her yeah. dad. I remember, you know. And, and our boys very well might remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah, mom sang.
1: Where did we Where did we hear if the boys sing? Yeah, that's what I was... you get the boys, yeah. the girls will sing.
0: That, I don't remember where who I came... Know, but that I don't know, but
1: that is so it's true. Like
0: Probably from somebody up in Moscow, Idaho.
1: Probably. <laughs> probably. I think it's because that's part of the role yeah. of a man to lead. Um, yeah. Not, like, every person, but... A husband to lead his wife, fathers to lead their, their children. But yeah, if you get the boys to sing, yeah. the girls are happy to. It's like it's in. cool enough yeah, to join in. What yeah. was the, the Oz Guinness quote you just read? You summarize it because I actually liked your summary of it. Didn't I, didn't I just quote.
0: summarize it with the ripples? That our life has a ripple effect to it that goes on and on?
1: I thought there was more, but...
0: Ah, well, I mean, I think that was it. That was the idea. The the idea is our our life is a ripple effect, is that the present reality, all we've been promised is, of course, today, we pray for our daily bread, but who we are, how we're living in the moment has a wider, deeper impact and reach over the course of our lifetime, outside of even the course of our lifetime.
1: Yeah. I love that. It's so powerful. It's like just ordinary, faithful living. Does more than we can imagine, and I think that's just yeah. because of how God works, yeah, that He takes our our little bit of faith and our faithfulness, and he multiplies it. yeah, he does that. It's his promise it's his his work to take our little and make it much.
0: right. I think it's our American mentality that we have, especially in this day day and age right now, where you've got you know the opportunity to be viral star of whatever. I mean, Oliver Anthony. That
1: just happened. He's got like
0: 43 million views on YouTube with just one yeah. song. Dude's like kicking it, you know, like just wow. But I think that American mentality of unless unless I reach that, mm-hmm. I have failed. Unless I reach that, I never influenced anyone. And I guess it's ironic that this is a podcast and we're talking and people can <laughs> listen and things like that. Not that this is ever going to go viral. But there is a sensation or a thought that um, that we that we talk about a lot. It's like, well, if... If five people listen, if ten people who otherwise weren't thinking this way hear this type of thing, that even that influence on just a small minority, it's actually I mean, imagine having if you know, if a video has a hundred views on it, which is like nothing on YouTube. Um if a hundred people come to your house, like can you imagine the oh wow, I got a hundred people that I'm actually influencing <laughs> like and telling something to right now. So yeah, it's not just our American Western mentality at the moment, and has been like this for a, a while, is I've got to reach the pinnacle of stardom, fame, money, and all this. Otherwise, my life doesn't count. Um, I think I've even been in that trap in the past before. And it's you know it can even still be kind of a struggle in the back of my mind when I'm doing something like this needs to get big, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. If it's music, if it's podcasting, if it's production company, whatever it is. It, there is a mentality of, and I don't think, and, and to some extent, there's nothing wrong with wanting something that we do to do well. We should, of course, say I do care about this enough. I'd like to see this grow, expand, and get big. But if it doesn't, there's still a measure of influence that it has, even on that small minority that it's reaching. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, yeah, not um, what is that verse that says, "Don't despise the day of small beginnings." Yeah, that's scripture, right? All of a sudden, I'm I'm second guessing if that's scripture or some. No, I don't think that's scripture. Actually, it's not scripture. No, I
1: don't. Are you sure? No, no, I'm not sure. So look it up. All right,
0: I'm pretty sure it is.
1: Oh, maybe it is. You could convince me, probably either
0: way. All right. Keep talking.
1: Well, just along those lines, going back to my nana, she didn't have a podcast and she didn't write a book. Although it would have been great if she did. You're gonna interrupt me. You told me to keep talking. Yeah,
0: I am. Zachari- <laughs> uh, Zechari- Zechariah 4:10 oh, about I don't despising know it. <laughs> the day of <laughs> because it's a minor prophet. Yes. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> do not stop. Dis- do not. An angel of the Lord told the prophet, "Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin." Of course, it's the NLT version, so who knows what the real versions say? But that's NLT.
1: Okay. Cool. <laughs> uh... Yes. So it is, yes. it is. Yeah,
0: I knew it was a scripture, okay. but okay, it's a scripture. And Nana writing what?
1: She didn't write anything. She mm-hmm. didn't. Yeah. You know, she didn't podcast. There are not a lot of hugely, hugely visual, you know, things that she did, and yet her impact was huge. It was mm-hmm. huge for us, and we're grandchildren. She even made an impact on her great grandchildren. Yeah. So like yeah. even just thinking how wide, I mean goodness she would visit up here and anyone that was in our circle anyone that was our friends at the time like she met them she knew them she she loved you know the more the merrier so the amount of people that she knew that felt loved by her who she made an impact on is huge even just from her living just being having the joy of the lord and um being a great question asker and making connections with people like that was she was so good at, and that made an impact. So it's not even necessarily, I guess it could go either way, that you, if you do have talents and you apply them, great, and you ha- you do have to think about um, what possible impact it can have, and even if it's small, doing it anyway. Yeah. If someday the only people that listen to this are our children, mm-hmm. and it matters to them, then that's great. You right. You know, um But yeah, not seeing what we do and only finding it valuable if X amount of people hear it or consume it or if it goes so far, like that's not a good measure of success. A good measure of success is were you faithful with what you had? Were you joyful most of the time? (laughs) Did you have the fruit of the spirit? You know, do you have the fruit of the spirit? Yeah. Those are things that I think are just more are you practically obeying Jesus's commands. Yes. Are you walking in love towards Him? Are you patient? Are you, you yeah. know, those things?
0: Yeah. In Ephesians two ten, which I know is a scripture.
1: Yes, it is. I know that for, one.
0: For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. So it's like those good works—they don't have to be, you know, massively producing some kind of stardom, fame, monies, even necessarily. Okay.
1: Sometimes, sometimes they do, but sometimes it is changing that a diaper. a good word. I wish I
0: got paid for diaper changing. <laughs> that would be great.
1: <laughs> would I, you do it with a better attitude than you do now? If because I could make a living out of you. diaper
0: changing. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but your are probably in Yeah, season. I don't have bad attitude when I do that. You don't have a bad attitude, but like as soon as you know, there's like a gross job to do. Yeah. Or dishes yet again. Speaking of. Okay. I know dishes need to be done in our house. (laughs) But what if you, if you know, you knew you were going to get paid, whatever to do it, like you would do it a little bit happier. No doubt. You know, for sure. But yet knowing that the Lord sees. Yes. And he's the one that is pleased when we joyfully do what's before us. And doing the dishes is a way of loving your family. It is. And it pleases God when you're, Doing what's before you, even that work, yeah. joyfully and unto him. Yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes I need like lots of pep talks about things like that, redundant chores. But it is a matter of perspective, largely, if you see it as a duty and something that he's given to you. And what's the proverb about the ox? The oxen? Yes. In the barn.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah, if the barn's dirty, I hate that one. I love that one.
1: Yeah. If there's a clean okay. barn, there are no oxen. But when there's a dirty barn, that means there's lots of oxen who are doing good things on your land. Who are?
0: I like a clean barn.
1: Yeah, well.
0: I like it when it's clean.
1: Then you don't have any fruit. You don't have any...
0: Okay, I'll yeah. trade.
1: Yeah, exact. Fruit is good.
0: No. Our house isn't fruit usually is clean, just as a side note. Not that that needs to be mentioned, but... We're decently clean people. It's usually in the process. You're the clean queen.
1: It's usually in the process (laughs) of being cleaned because that's the thing. If you want to have a clean house, you just have to always be cleaning it. Yes. So.
0: Yeah, no, that's true.
1: Like your laundry. You always have to do your laundry. Because right now you are wearing clothes and yeah. I am wearing clothes that so will need to be laundered. Just
0: wondering, that proverb for you is yes. not like some kind of way to get out of like cleaning the house, is it?
1: No, that proverb for me <laughs> You're
0: not is... using that, are you? It's like, I'm oh, not using it my house doesn't need to be clean. We have lots of oxen. We
1: have lots of oxen. No, of oxen. no yeah. it makes when you see that... You're...
0: Oxen being children, by the way.
1: Yes, for us. Yeah. When you see that your floors need to be mopped again, instead of going... Amen really like i just did that or okay all these dishes like my kitchen was just clean it's to be joyful why is my kitchen a mess why are my floors dirty because the lord has richly blessed us yeah because look at the fruit that we have look at these children look at the home god's given us to be thankful for that dirt that means that there are healthy children running around yeah um that's that's the point
0: yeah yeah that's good
1: are we grateful are we thankful? Are
0: you going to start singing?
1: Yes. Okay. Will you sing it?
0: <laughs> no. Because
1: it's so cute. No. Can you at least say the words? I, There's a VBS song.
0: Oh my gosh. You I
1: didn't know, but I was hearing Mariah sing it and the word attitude is in it. What's your attitude uh-huh. is like the main line and I'm like, why does she know the word attitude? I bet we could get
0: Anna Moore back on the, on the pod. To sing it? To sing it. Okay. Let's do it.
1: Yeah, well, can you give us two lines, even if someday she'll come on and sing What's
0: your attitude? Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe I did that. Okay. Okay, what's the next
1: part? Are you... Humbly...
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: Are you humbly grateful? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or grumbly hateful? Grumbly hateful.
0: hateful. Okay, that's it, yeah. I actually don't know the lyrics. Something about, are you
1: thankful for all God's done for you? Yeah. Anyway, it's it's kind of a joke and kind of a, we, now, us, and... (laughs) the kids we sing it if somebody's like on the verge of being grumpy you know and it's it's funny especially because our three-year-old sings it which is super cute but it's a good reminder
0: it's a good reminder okay you have anything else
1: no that's it that's it that's That's all all.
0: okay well (laughs) thank you very much thank you thank you for listening to the love of life podcast conversations with jesse and courtney